Welcome to the Holy Maneuver Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves in Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. This is your first time listening in the sometimes, or actually, if this is your first time listening and or watching, <laughs> in the sometimes short form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, uh, did you hear about the new Ben and Jerry's exclusive favor for the UK? No, I didn't. What is it? Well, it's a bit chewy. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's, speaking of uh, chewy, uh, happy life day, everybody. None, happy none life day, our, guys. None of us have our red Snuggies on, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't own a red Snuggie. I don't own a Snuggie. Yeah, I don't own a Snuggie yeah. either. <laughs> I don't think I do either. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, but Shop Disney sells them now if you want to buy one. <laughs> that, it definitely feels like they the... are like starting to get into Life Day. I think George tried to ignore it for the entire time that he was in control, but Disney, like, if they can merchandise it, they'll exactly. do it. Exactly. <laughs> Disney needs that yeah. money. Uh, but yeah, it's, so I think it's only like a matter of time until we get the, the full holiday special on Disney Plus. Because <laughs> like we already have a tiny part of it on there with like the animated Boba Fett sequence. So I think it's only a matter of time until we get the the rest of that. They, there's I been think... clips. There's been some clips that have definitely been of a higher quality than were broadcast. Like they've got the HD version of it somewhere. I'm mm -hmm. sure of it. Yeah, George I, might I'm... have to pass away before that happens. Mm. <laughs> this guy uh, but uh yeah I, I wore an appropriate shirt to go with our closing later in the episode but um yeah i off screen i do actually have a copy of the holiday special on dvd it's nice. it says the holiday special colon special edition <laughs> um and I, I like the the quote on it because it's like if i had a hammer uh yeah and every copy of this i would destroy each and every one of them and it says george lucas um, but here's the but thing yeah, uh, he could have destroyed it he oh, could yeah. have yeah he didn't <laughs> he likes it exactly he likes it. <laughs> i think Although like I, deep I, down I... he is definitely an archivist isn't he like he hasn't built all of that empire that he sort of created to not oh, yeah. keep every last little bit of footage definitely i like even mark hamill today even like retweeted something wikipedia posted about like uh, it debuting however many years ago, and he's mm. like, "There's a reason it only aired once." <laughs> but yeah, uh, a little bit into this episode, uh, James. Thank you for uh, yes, thank joining you for us. being here. Well, thanks for having me, guys. We've, I know it's late. Your, your... <laughs> it is, oh, yeah. yeah, it is. It's uh, it's about quarter to two in the morning for my me over here. But so it's all good. I'm happy. To happy belated life day to you yeah it's it's the day after life day it's life life day boxing day it's life we've all day got boxing day. yeah we've got we've got a hangover we're feeling it yeah. we celebrated hard yesterday but it's okay very nice but you know, if, if you guys have uh, watched holo maneuver before or listened to it before you may have uh, heard or seen ralph on here a few episodes ago who is james counter's part on live action star wars uh, and i believe he was referred degree. to as duck dynasty when he came on oh, by our oh yeah there was a com yeah there was a comment before i trimmed my beard down uh and ralph was on here too he's like this someone said this looks like an episode of like star wars meets ducks duck, duck Dynasty. 
<laughs> it does sometimes right. like I'll I'll jump on and I'll have a hoodie on or something because it's cold in the UK always. And Ralph will be there because it's early in the morning for him when we record. And he's also got a hoodie on, but his beard like is blending <laughs> in. And if I I'm haven't trimmed like mine back, I'm just like, we are just two white bearded guys sat here in hoodies, aren't we? We are the epitome of podcasters right now. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong as with long, that. As long as, as long as you shave this part of the That's beard it. so that it's not a, a neck beard, then, mm -hmm. then you're good. There's got to be a gap. There's definitely got to be a gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There has to be some maintenance to yeah, the beard, and not just yeah, but not just nose uh, to pubes beard. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a sound bite for you. <laughs> I'm full of them. Let me tell you, nose to nose to pubes. It sounds like a metal album. <laughs> Metallica colon nose to pubes. <laughs> well, their covers for the Load and Reload album. I mean, what were what was that a picture of? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how to segue into talking about my son from that. So I guess I just well, what, what did the picture uh, of made your son? Let me tell you. I mean, you're you're out of line, but you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, our some of our recurring segments uh, try to keep these a little bit short this week. Uh, we don't have any news this week, but for the I'm your father story time, I was just going to briefly share that it was my son's 17th birthday. This Happy past birthday. week, yeah, thank you. I will pass it along. And <laughs> uh, it was kind of a more low key birthday. He he bought himself the uh, stray PS5 uh, cat game, uh, and then I got me and my wife got him the God of War Ragnarok uh, game as well. And then we got him some uh, comic uh, like art sketchbooks because he wants to go to college for uh, comic book art. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was the uh, oh, and he, he chose uh five guys uh <laughs> for his uh, birthday dinner. You, is there is there five guys in the UK? Yeah, I can't remember. We've we've got five guys, yeah. They 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 started up over here, I mean, relatively recently, but I, I'd say what last sort of five, six years or something, but I'd I'd had them whenever I'd visited the States before. But yeah, it's a good burger. Nice. Uh, and did you have any, uh, or I guess, bedtime story time, Mike? <laughs> we talked about it two episodes, the last episode with Vector about bedtime. He mentioned something and we got on a bedtime tangent. Bedtime just sucks for a long time when you're a parent. <laughs> Let me tell you. It starts off real easy. They go to bed pretty easy. And then all of a sudden they're just like, bed's stupid. I don't want to sleep. And every little thing is just like, oh, I got to wake up and see what's going on. My kid was just sound asleep snoring. I sat up to leave the room, and by the time I stood up, she was climbing out of bed being like, I'm coming with you. I was like, you were just snoring. What are you doing? So then I had to sit back see, down, read another story. <laughs> it was just... See, the way that you can sort of turn that into it is like, I don't know, just start reading her Star Wars stories, and then, you know, you're getting something out well, of it. Well, it's funny, because well. my Star Wars mentality is I want her to discover on her own I won't. I'll drop hints here and there mm -hmm. because I don't want don't to force, force it. it on her. Yeah, smart. But we were in Target out of the blue one time, and she ran up and grabbed a Grogu blanket. It was like, I want this one. I was like, perfect. I'm <laughs> buying thirty of them right now. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that actually that actually reminds me. That we can talk about it super quick. Is the um, Studio Ghibli uh, Grogu Just animated funny. short? 
uh, with uh, Zen Dust Bunnies. I think I don't remember the like the exact title for it, but I think it was, did, uh, you I guys think it was both Zen, watch that? Yeah, it was I Zen Kroger and the Dust Bunnies. Yeah, um, I I watched it. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's, it's three minutes long. Yeah. Like I think including <laughs> yeah. the credits, it's 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 a blip, but it's it's that sort of hand drawn Ghibli style. It's got some great music. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's super cute. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think your your daughter would probably I'll play it for. Well, her, maybe yeah. she would watch yeah. it. Yeah. She's got to get out of uh, watching Paw Patrol. She's in a kick right there with Paw Patrol. Oh man, <laughs> well, can't do anything for you there. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, that well, that's gonna do it for like our story time. Uh, I'm your father segment this week. Uh, and before we get into our own discussion about Andor, we will segue into this pre-taped uh, review that Vactor did for Andor. So here is our Wayne's World segue. <laughs> Oh yeah, another fantastic episode of Star Wars Andor. You think I'm gonna let a little cold stop me from watching and reviewing my favorite show on TV? Dang, Ferrex, no. This episode was fantastic. Just kept, you know, another reason why this is the best show on TV. Moving all the puzzle pieces into place, all the chess pieces, and I think Horace Whitaker and Skarsgård are the MVPs of this episode. Anytime they're on screen, they're just magnetic. You have to be drawn to what they're doing. Love it. Love that, oh, the world is coming undone. He comes back and gives another performance after Rogue One, another fantastic performance. RIP to Marva. Um, very sad and very great character. Loved all of the emotional work in this episode. But I can't wait for the finale of Andor Season 1. Back to you. All right, and we're back from Factor's thoughts on the 11th episode of Andor, Daughter of Ferrix. Dark uh, thoughts and... indeed. Yeah. They were dark. I mean, very dark episode. <laughs> I mean, I think Factor would pr be pretty good friends with Cyril. That's, oh, that's all man. I'm saying. <laughs> Shots <laughs> uh... <laughs> fired. Shots fired. But, but, but I'm like Han. Uh, uh, so anyways, uh, during that... Uh, James noticed we we have same tattoo in the Similar. same spot. Well, each other. Well, I, I've got the X wings. I've got X wings flying through through mine. But yes, definitely like very similar yeah, position. Got some added flare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean this isn't Star Wars, but I did no. when I got <laughs> Spider Man. I did it so I mean, it was the same cir circumference. I've got a whole arm of color. Scott Pilgrim stuff over on this other arm, so I'm I've, I'm just <laughs> a mess of tattoos. <laughs> I, I approve of the of the Scott program. Uh, but yes. So this episode was awesome. It was great. It was. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. a definitely a so, different sort of pace from last week's sort of all out intense. Yeah, it was from start it was a cool finish, down. But, it was yeah. a nice bring you down for a minute episode. Mm -hmm. Make you sad. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> yeah. So this was this was the eleventh and penultimate episode of the first season. Uh, it was directed by Benjamin Caron, and it was actually written by Tony Gilroy himself, too. So I mm. thought that was pretty interesting that this, I think, I, I believe he's written some of the other ones as well, but this one... he co-wrote the first three with his brother? Or maybe his brother yeah. got the full full credit, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think he's, I think he co-wrote the first three, if I remember okay. right. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, before we get, like, deep into the episode kind of 
few first thoughts uh, like round robin uh, starting with james and then mike and then i'll go last mm. i i really enjoyed this episode i watched it again just before we started recording and it's yeah as we said it's a slower paced episode but i i think i appreciated that coming off of last week and knowing that next week's the finale like it sets the table so mm. nicely for what i can only assume is going to be chaos going on on ferex next week yeah. Yeah. um so it it sets up that i think it closes the book on a few storylines as well so i don't think that we'll see moshi again uh i wouldn't be surprised if that's the last that we see of saw Guerrero this season but it's it sort of it closes those guys stories off potentially um in a nice way that it's like when we check back in with them next season we know what where they've been and what they've been up to um when yeah. everyone else and that's the thing like now with everything seemingly converging on ferrex we don't know who's going to get out of this alive right it's the tension is definitely there and yeah the sadness of <laughs> losing losing marva b2 the whole thing with b2 this week and then seeing um uh, uh not what's her name uh bix seeing bix sort oh, yeah. of just and how how badly she's been tortured for the last few weeks. Shell of a person. Yeah, she's just yeah a husk. It's it's distressing. Yeah, uh, especially like that makeup, kind of like the it's like a that's kind of a subtle kind of a makeup job that they had to do too because mm. it's it's not like like a monster movie kind of makeup where you have to like do like all this like gashes and stuff on it, but it's it's doing it to the point where a person just like looks like distressed and like just. Mm-hmm. beaten emotion emotionally i think that's it yeah it's, it doesn't look like they've physically been beating her or anything it's not a physical yeah. like, torture that they've been inflicting on her but she's clearly been tortured for this entire time and right. yeah she might be like i don't know a bit dehydrated and underfed but other than that physically she's okay it's just the emotional weight that's been sort of put on her that she's yeah just ruined yeah she did it she did a great job of that was like a great mixture of like both the like the makeup that they did for her face as well as like her facial acting that she just yeah. did like without mm-hmm. even like saying any, anything yeah that's it like, she's got no dialogue in the episode it's just but you you get yeah. it through just the acting right yeah and i uh, echo that i echo that um like i'm going back to what i said it was a good cool down change of pace episode to kind of let us reset and get ready for the craziness that is the final um they set up the showdowns and continued to build the story for something bigger and better. Um, I have some issues with a couple things, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I always find issues. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like I, I maintain Cyril's going to die this season. So that's my prediction that I'm holding to. I thought Marva's death would have been more on screen tragic than it was, but no, it's just yeah. great all around. And then that final like little space battle scene with Luthen and the Empire was just did not expect to see that. <laughs> mm. What, yeah, what yeah, how he got how he was able to get away with what he did. And just... There's there's some stuff in there that we've just never seen in Star Wars yeah. before. And it's it's super cool. Right. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, I would second and third uh, what you guys said it as well too. Like and I when I made the art for this episode, I used B two emo because mm-hmm. I almost feel like this episode was like a very 
like emotional episode too just mm-hmm. between uh like the scene with like mon mothma um which was like some great acting by genevieve o'reilly in, in that that scene as well like it's a lot of like subtle acting in this episode too mm-hmm. uh like there's just like the like the low-key acting with mm-hmm. uh diego luna after he gets off of like the space phone i guess well, yeah, keeps it's, a it real. It's, it's a star wars payphone yeah. it's crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like it's was the like, acting's keeping it real it's not like over dramatic I mean, you yeah. can say Saw Gerrera gets a little overdramatic, but but it's oh, it's, it's part of his character, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. He's always been that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think I, like overall, like all these, all the scenes, uh, just they built on top of one another, and it was a very, uh, like you're saying, it's, it was a cool down, uh, Mike. But it was also, I think, a good building of both mm-hmm. like emotional tension, as well as uh, like what was it, like that great kind of action sequence. That, right. that got built up with Luther near the end of it too. Mm-hmm. It's it but. was interesting. You you talked about B two being sort of having all the emotion in this episode, when mm-hmm. everyone else is being quite subtle, and it felt like B two is like the he's the audience surrogate in this episode. Like mm-hmm. anyone who's ever suffered any sort of loss, like that feeling of just it's he's yep. he's in denial. He's a droid. Like he shouldn't be feeling <laughs> these things of like the yeah. like going through the five stages of grief. Like, but he mm. is. He's 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 not wanting to leave her chair. He doesn't want to leave their apartment because that's mm-hmm. that's his safe space. Like he, I I'm, I'm blanking on Cassian's friend's name who was there looking after him and stuff. Yeah, like I can't remember his name. Um, he he's there. All workman guy. Yeah, Brazo yeah, is that it? Bra- Brazo, that's it. Yeah. Um, he's he's like a friendly face, so B two feels safe with him around, but he doesn't want to leave his place. He's like, maybe you you could stay here. Like that would be nice. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, some people have been sort of comparing him to a dog, but mm. it seems more like you know he's a young kid, and it's it's a young kid who's yeah. just lost a parent, and right, you know, I I can relate. Uh, it happened to me, and it's you do feel that like just put me in that safe space, like leave me where I'm good. Like mm. I'm, I, I I'd like some people around me. That would be lovely, but <laughs> I, it's yeah. I need like, to be me right now. Just yeah, yeah. Like please, I'm going through it right now. Like just mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's that one shot that they they kind of did that was like from the the POV of B2 emo with like the oil where, inside the lens there, like he was crying. Yeah, so it was, it was almost yeah, it was like almost like he was like welling up and crying, like you said. So I was like, geez, because at first I didn't know that was supposed to be like his point of view. No, I was it was it was out. it was distracting at first because I was like, what what are we seeing? And then you sort of you hear everything that's going on around, and they're talking about yeah. sort of taking the body out and how mm. peaceful she looks, and. And then it sort of cuts to the wide and you realize what it is. And it's like, oh, oh, wow. I've not seen that before. And just yeah. the shakes on it. And the second time around, knowing what it was, I, mm. I found that it was seeing him sort of shaking. And it is that sort of that feeling of when you start to cry, like uncontrollably. And you, your body is just sort of convulsing. And to see that in a droid, it's it's the line from Luke that never seen such devotion in a droid before. It's like, well, mm. Clearly, you never met this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Just, it's crazy that we haven't seen this before. And we just think of droids as these, like, non-sentient things in Star Wars. And this is kind even, of flipped it even on R2, its head. Even R2 yeah. feels, like, completely, like, devoid of emotion compared to B2. Mm-hmm. Well, he yeah. kind of is. R2 is just kind of like, <laughs> I got a job to do. Get out of my way. He's withholding until it's necessary. <laughs> like, he was yeah, kind of emotional like... in the second trilogy there. 
mm. being all shut down and not wanting to wake up because yeah, he, he was but... he was too emo. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say I think like the 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 only other droid we've seen like with like the most kind of like personality would have maybe been like Leeds and like Solo. Mm. Um, just, yeah, like, yeah. just like with her wanting to to lead the whole like droid freedom like revolution on that. Mm-hmm. Which not not to uh, like side tangent here but her her ending is like very dark and sad if you think about it too with Absolutely. like she wanted she wanted to lead that whole like droid revolution to be free and then mm-hmm. she essentially gets imprisoned in the falcon yeah and then it's the and then opposite. stolen <laughs> <laughs> and then the few times that we see lando in the ship again later no reference to her i like it's one of those things that if they were to ever go back after Solo, I, I said this a few times, I, was like, I don't want any more like alterations to the original trilogy, but if mm. they were to ever do it, like in Return of the Jedi, if Lando was to like walk in, even if he was to just sort of give that panel in the cockpit, like a little tap or something, just some acknowledgement of her in there, right. like, that would be nice. And I was, I was, I was certain that it was going to happen in The Rise of Skywalker, but then nothing, no, oh, yeah. no, no recognition, no, no acknowledgement <laughs> of her at all. The only yeah, the only connection there was basically Billy D. Williams more or less wearing the same costume as yeah. as uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only so, one's outfit. It's all he needs. The one outfit. Yeah. I mean he, when he, he looks that good. Those, those capes. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, sorry for that side tangent, but <laughs> like yeah, like like you said, Mike, with with Marva, I, I also wasn't like anticipating if she was going to, to die this season. I wasn't ever anticipating that to just be like something that yeah it was, happened on screen just kind of irked me because of all the writing lessons i've ever taken they tell you show don't tell show don't tell and they basically just told you her death was coming the whole time and then never showed it so like i was anticipating this traumatic thing between cassian and her and someone else either sarah or dedra involved and then it was just like episode start she's dead and i was like that was kind of lackluster in my opinion but it was effective because of what B2Emo did, mm, but the fact yeah. that you don't see how, like, they just kept alluding to her degrading instead of showing it, which... I think that's, I, that's a lot of what this show has been doing, though. It's it's mm. it's that grounding of it. It's not going to be... She's not going to have that big heroic yeah. standing up to the rebellion moment. It's... she. We know that she's been wanting to do that. She wanted to stay so that she could rebel. Right. She... I, I guess she I didn't think she was going to have this big moment. I just thought... Yeah. Cassian was going to come back home and like Cyril would have been there and just like shoot her in the head in front of her or something. Mm. Something just minute, like not minuscule, but enough to like where there's te- like it adds to this other story. Like, I don't know. Got my hopes up. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Expectations. Yeah. They're a bitch. Leads, leads to disappointment. <laughs> I, I made like kind of an offhand, uh, uh, joke to to my wife later on because uh, when uh, Cyril's buddy calls him with the the really mm. bad uh, Skype connection, <laughs> so it's, he's basically got the same kind of uh, Zoom connection that I have sometimes. If if anybody watches these sometimes and you see uh, like a little bit of lag to my, I want to know where he was doing out. in that call. Like, yeah, it was unclear. Yeah, I I do like how they showed him in the the recap. So we were like, oh, remember. This, this really crappy guy from the, the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gonna show up again. But I uh because 
uh, it was. I think he said sure. it was a smelter. He, like he was working. Yeah, I just like oh, okay. he said yeah. something about smelting, but I was like, why is there a phone right next to the freaking smelter? <laughs> He's just using the emergency <laughs> phone for making personal calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. I guess he ended up way worse off than Cyril did with his yeah. follow up job from that. Well, he doesn't uh, have an uncle that I, can get him a nice. Yeah, job. he doesn't have Uncle Harlow. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, which speaking of, I wonder if we will see Uncle Harlow or if that's just gonna. He's just a giant Maybe. MacGuffin right now. Yeah, yeah. That would be funny if it's just Luthen. <laughs> Luthen connects everyone. Yeah, yeah. It could be. You never uh, know. He's, he's got people everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it could be. So yeah, so like the offhand joke that I made with my wife is because since uh, Fiona Shaw was Marva in this, and Cheryl's mom, uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but she was also in the Harry Potter films, and she made some she. Yeah, she she was the next door neighbor to uh, the Dursleys in that, which hmm. Fiona Shaw Fiona Shaw was Mrs. Dursley in that. Okay, um, so they were so, next door neighbors. Oh wow. Yeah, so yeah, so I made some joke because she she made some comment to Cyril about like that phone call, and I was like, well, yeah, your your next door neighbor just died. You don't you don't care about that, <laughs> right? But I thought that was funny too because like in in that movie, in the Harry Potter movies, like she she was like a, a squib, so she was like like an ally and nice to like Harry and everybody else. And then obviously like mysteriously was the other way. So I just thought it was kind of funny in the Star Wars universe. Their kind of roles are a little bit flipped around, but we can go back to, let's go to like that whole uh, Luthen saw scene on that. Cause there was a lot of tension within that scene too, where, uh, kind of what we like found out from like the like the last episode where he's so basically just gonna like burn was it like was it 15 or 50 guys i can't remember i think they were talking last week that it was 50 guys okay um, yeah and then like saw finds that out and then he thinks that uh that that luthan is like part of the isb at that point yeah he's i mean I, we see like we know that saw is like massively paranoid by the time rogue one comes around and to see it might not be the start of it but it seems like that that is a character trait in him already but his paranoia starts bubbling up as he starts looking around in a panic trying to figure out who in his own organization is going against him and i think i think luthan sort of says to him it's like settle down like try and get a grip basically is and he's he realizes that he's not going to be able to talk to him rationally that way so yeah, he he sort of calls out two tubes and gives two tubes. Uh, oh yeah, he he sort of throws him under the bus when he's got nothing to do yeah. with it. He was just and like, "No like, guy what? here." Nice little calm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, "What the hell? I didn't do anything. Yeah, I'm loyal to you." <laughs> now that, was that, that supposed to be a lightsaber on on his hip? There, do we know? I I don't think so. I, we saw him with a cane when he was on Ferrex in the first couple of episodes. Oh yeah, the, the, uh, and it the was kind like of an extended. extended. Yeah, it was like a like a, one of those baton. No, I just keep seeing rumors that he's uh, he's a Jedi, so I don't know. I I, I saw something about like oh it looks like a, a more civilized weapon, and I was like mm, please 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 no I really don't I don't want it I don't need it the store. I guess he doesn't I, have to be a Jedi to have a lightsaber. He's a collector, so exactly yeah. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. it is, then at least he's got a good enough reason without being a force user of some sort. But no, I, I, I think it's just a, a club or a staff of some sort. 
I hope. I liked that whole. <laughs> I liked that that whole back and forth there. That he's like, either put it down or give it back. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I I just now do you with Luthen, um, do you think he makes it into season two or do you think next episode that's going to be the last time we see Skarsgård in Andor? I, I. I when we first heard his casting announcement, I thought that he was going to be a one-season character. Um, I thought that he would have had a lot more interactions with Cassian throughout this season. So the fact oh, that yeah. we ha- they haven't since those sort of first few episodes makes me think potentially he's in the second season. Mm-hmm. But I I also wouldn't be at all surprised if he's his he, you know he makes that ultimate sacrifice in the next episode um, to save. Cassian, right? Yeah. No, I I think I don't if he unless he outright dies, there might be callbacks to him in the next season, or maybe like a clip, like a scene, randomly where he comes back. Because I'm still trying to I'm debating when he gets away in the end, if that's him fleeing for good, or if like he's going to do something else. Like, I I mean I I think he's. I think he's he's in the fight until death. Like I think he knows mm. that. Like no matter what, like he's he's in it till the bitter end for himself. Um and I I just think the 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 most satisfying conclusion would be for him to like give up. Basically, we've seen him be willing to sacrifice so many people, but so mm. that we know that essentially at the point where if he's giving himself up for someone else, then that person's importance is elevated through the storytelling that we've already had like we know that whoever that person is right whether it's cassian or vel or whoever mon mothma maybe like if whoever it comes to when he has to give himself up that is that person is way more important than he is mm. and so the way that he was talking about like when they were talking in their coded talk him and um his assistant uh who's again is is late here claire so claire yeah when he's talking to claire Something the um their coded sort of message about like pieces and what was the mm. price like their conversation and him saying like what about the other piece i think i think it's worth the mm. it's basically it's worth the risk i need to go and investigate right, that right i think that's him talking about going and finding cassian mm. and no. without without that piece the whole we'd have to close up shop so i think right. that's him going there's something about that guy. He's <laughs> he's more important. He's right. you know he's he's going to be more integral to this than we originally thought. No, I mean, you, at, you... at first he thought that Cassian was just a piece. He was a, just another point right. to use. Now, do yeah. either of you get the sense that Claire is going to do something shady? I don't know. I just feel like she she's getting getting annoyed <laughs> very yeah. easily. Uh, I don't know, like... something, something's going to happen with her. I just can't. I don't know if it's going to be bad like she's going the other way and not part of the rebellion or like what she's going to do and it's going to mess something up. I just, I'm waffling on where I'd stand on her character. I did like I... her, her scene with Belle though too, where like mm-hmm. Belle just like didn't give a crap about the Like the coded, she's yeah. like, it's only mm-hmm. us in here. Just <laughs> have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, and I still want to know, like, cause it feels like there's some, different kind of connection between bell and luthan just because of the way they interacted other than just like kind of associates or like mm-hmm. like 
rebellion acquaintance. It's his. They definitely seem close. Yeah, and and like before, like we found out that Bell was related to Mon Mothma. I thought it was going to be that, like he was maybe or she was maybe, um, Luthen's daughter or some relation like that. But Mm. then that would make it feel like the galaxy was very small if he was (laughs) like also like her dad or something like that but and also she was related to mon mothma so, yeah she, i mean so she's mon mothma's cousin and so yeah if he was luthan's daughter that would make luthan and mon mothma brother and sister right no or no that would have been her uncle too? uncle yeah uncle, uncle? Yeah. yeah uncle yeah, I don't know how families work. I watched, <laughs> yes, I, 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 I watched, watched too much uh, Hot D in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's everybody's family, one brain, everybody's <laughs> nephew, uncle, brother, and sister in the, Wife. In the same thing. <laughs> yeah. They keep the bloodline pure. Uh, yeah. they, they certainly do something. <laughs> how that one family in Kentucky turned blue. Spe- it's a true story. Speaking Look it up. Of- uh, but, but yeah, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen with, with Clea. Uh, I'm sure like a bunch of this stuff's going to come to a head in the mm. finale. Uh, but... It turns out that Clea's one of the, uh, one of the people on Yavin just like turning the knobs and with the <laughs> headphones on, oh, yeah. like, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that ends up being her fate. She sort of just joins the mm. rebellion and is a background player that we don't ever check in on. I mean, that's what yeah. kind of makes this show so great is you want everyone to have a part in it, but they could just be a cog to nothing. But they're they, just they written are... so well that you're just like, oh, like I can't get past the fact that I haven't seen Blevin in like two episodes. I, like, what's yeah. he doing? Like <laughs> before, before I even watched the episode yesterday, one of my first notes that I wrote about when I was thinking about the show was that everyone is just a cog. Like it's uh, these aren't necessarily yeah. the heroes these aren't mm-hmm. your luke skywalker's your han solos or your, right. your darth vader's or your tarkins these are these are the cogs these are just the pieces that mm. if they didn't shine a light on it with this show all of these things are happening but they're happening behind the scenes and they're integral but they're not the flashy things mm. like they are the cogs and so like all of these people in the rebellion whether they know that they're in the rebellion or not at this point they are just cogs for positive we think of like cogs is like a negative thing and when all those guys on that prison planet were making what looked like essentially like big giant cogs for something like Mm -hmm. like it's 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 the whole metaphor of like you know they are cogs making cogs right yeah Mm. uh and then like i it was even a few episodes ago like the overhead shot um, showing like Cyril and his job where like all those cubicles kind of looked like cogs interconnecting mm-hmm. with one another. Um, yeah, that's the way they hire news people. So Nothing yeah. in this show is by mistake. It's all so well crafted that it's all definitely intentional. Yeah, I almost think that's going to be like the best kind of come up in or, or like end fate for Cyril too is that like uh, ultimately like his destiny is nothing. Yeah, and he's just like goes back just, to his desk job, his shitty little right. cubicle job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a harsher like than just getting shot in the head sort of thing. Like having to go yeah. back and live with his mum. Like that's right. worse. That is definitely worse. Like, I, I said, Harlow will yeah. come grab yeah. him, give him a spanking. 
Oh, I mean, he, we know he got a promotion <laughs> last week, so maybe he just gets demoted back down. Right. It's just, you know, right. mailboy or something. Like, Someone make an edit of Kyle saying, you're nothing, you come from nothing, and then just have it cut to, to Cyril. Cyril. Like I, I said it on uh live action star wars this week but i i can i can i can picture a scene with him and cassian facing off and mm-hmm. him sort of saying something like to cassian it's like like i don't know last time you had a gun to my head you should have pulled the trigger you ruined my life yada yada mm-hmm. yada this that and the other and cassian's like i don't know who you are i've never met you before like right he like he's nothing to cassian right like, cassian is everything to him it's yeah it's a it's a really interesting like <laughs> twisted obsession dynamic that they've got. Yeah. Speaking of twisted and obsession, was that his secret box or was that his mom's like just <laughs> jewelry stand? I think that was his mom's secret box this time. That's what I thought. Was... That's a weird sentence. Um... <laughs> he went rubbing has... through his mom's secret box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he has ways of knowing. Um, uh now the uh, we were speaking on Luthan a little bit. We, we can talk about like the whole scene with him getting away mm-hmm. from the empire. This this was so like, cool. a bit, <laughs> very quote just... Star Wars scene mm-hmm. um, with like. But the, it was new and fresh, like, like so. Yeah, I liked how he ha- like that ship has like every kind of like yeah, counteraction he... to like mm-hmm. everything. It's it's and... the ultimate toy, isn't it? But like. In a show that, if there was ever going to be a show that they never made toys of, it would be this one. But like, they just got their shit, toy. like they just got their toy right there. Like, I, I want the yeah. like Ultimate Collector Series Lego of mm-hmm. that ship with all the bits and bobs. Like, I, yeah, give it to me. Freaking lightsaber be... attachments on the side. That just that's it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, could, I don't know if we've seen something like that before. Like the, like the, like the. I don't hardly, think like, be, like I can't think of anything. The only one that comes to mind would be like the clone dropships when they've got those ball turrets and they're firing oh, yeah, as and they then... come down into the arena. Um, yeah. But even that but that, yeah, that got... just seems like a more of a like a condensed like laser just like a shot whereas this mm. the lightsaber These things stopped is... like Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and just the the precision in which he did the the barrel roll like to mm. take them both out it was excellent. Yeah, like at first I thought he was just gonna like get out of the tractor beam and then just like jump, get the hell out of there. Mm. <laughs> but he's like, no, I'll, I'll take out these Tie Fighters first, and then I'll get the right. hell out of here. So but, I mean, he still left the cruiser, and the cruiser can still sort of identify yeah. him. So I don't know. It feels right. like his cover is a little well, bit blown. Yeah, I I thought at first there too, like he was coming in to like take more of that ship out. Like I already thought that was cool. Like, like I don't know what it, it was just like a bunch of like metal pieces yeah, that like floated back yeah, and took was, out the yeah. took out the di- like the dish Love that it. was awesome and you could tell like the like the officer on the ship didn't know <laughs> did what not... the heck was going on <laughs> i think that was yeah it wasn't panic like the ship's going to explode or anything it seemed like it wasn't a powerful mm. weapon it wasn't an offensive weapon at all he said it was countermeasures sort of thing so it's it's for that exact reason but the fact that it just obliterated that dish was the visual of it was amazing well, and it's also this series has done a good job of showing how prepared yet inept the Empire is. Yeah, yeah. Because the prison, like, so easily overtaken, and the guys just kind of like don't really fight back. They're terrible shots. Mm-hmm. Then you have this one; they're just like, we got to practice these boarding things, and they're not prepared for like oh, yeah. a fight back. It's like they had they have this plan in place to rule with an iron fist, 
but it's kind of just like a limp wrist. Like they're not really, they throw everyone out there and they're just like, they get mad when they fail, but they give them no training. They give them no nothing. It's just, you, you will succeed or you'll die. Like it, it goes back to what Cassian said in, I think it was episode three where he's like, it's so easy to steal from the empire. Yeah, All you have to do is walk in there confidently. Like you just, they, they yeah, are just... so up their own ass that they don't think that anyone can touch them. Yeah, just yeah. so like it's in every episode, it's a carried over how just inept they are. <laughs> mm, that's it. Yet how powerful they are at the same time. But it's it's a ruling through fear, not through mm, actual right. power. Not not the, through real power. It's just the mm. the illusion of power. Yeah, like Dedra is uh, the only and... scary one. <laughs> yeah, because she's oh, competent. Because yeah. she is yeah. actually good at her job. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and like we had. Like with the scenes with with Melshi and Cassian too in this too, like where they were still on Marquina Five, just, you know, barefoot still, uh, yeah. like running through that planet, um, and like they come across like like these two really uh, well designed like alien features, which is which is nice too because we haven't got that we haven't many, got many of them, like aliens that aren't like humanoid, mm. like characters in this show so it was and they, cool. they were totally and... new as well i don't recognize those aliens yeah i never yeah <laughs> they reminded me kind of like of the i don't remember the the name of the brothers jay and silent Ghostbusters bob too. <laughs> <laughs> uh no like the the brothers in like the the electric chair and and ghostbusters too oh, oh wow. i don't I remember what their names were. yeah but yeah, yeah I just, that's like in my head that's what they they reminded me of just because mm -hmm. of like like their overall shape and whatnot um oh that scene I guess... that that scene to me just felt like throwaway yeah i i wasn't expecting to see them get off that planet like i mean we opened with right. them sort of on the side of the cliff and mm -hmm. i liked i like the the line that melshi's he's so like he's he's wrecked at that point he's like I, I can't hold it on my hands don't work anymore stop telling me that they're leaving <laughs> and then cassian just sort of basically ignoring that and tells him again and it's that same thing that melshi obviously saw in him when they were on the prison it's mm. he sees that leadership quality in cassian and he's he sort of is like he sort of takes a breath he collects himself and he's like tell me that they're leaving <laughs> and i think cassian sort of just sort of smiles down at him at that point he's like yeah they're leaving you're like come on we're doing this yeah but i wasn't i wasn't expecting to see them escape that planet i thought we'd just sort of cut back to them already yeah away, that, but... that's that's what they've done every other time is oh, yeah. they're off the planet now they're off the planet it's, it's yeah it's the economy of storytelling you don't need to see them leave if they mm. can leave yeah. but and then I, melchie's I, even the one that like instigated them like running to the like the yeah. quad jump over there too. We, we'll make it we'll, we'll be fine yeah i think i think the whole point of it was just the fact that you know the empire's treading on people everywhere like it could mm -hmm. just be some yeah. some random yeah. fishermen and if if people are willing to listen to each other and work together then mm. the empire can't do anything about it yeah because I, I they had like that like short kind of little discussion about like the the water being all messed up and then, yeah, like yeah. cassian and mel should be like we, we didn't do that's not our fault we yeah. didn't do that <laughs> So I, I only I, really got it on the second viewing because the dialogue is they're they're speaking in a weird sort of dialect and mm, it's, yeah. it's one guy doesn't even say words. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of grunts. Um, but getting it from the second time round, it it seemed like they maybe thought that they were deserters, like they mm -hmm. had worked yeah. in the prison, and so they were like, "Well, you know, we'll take you back because the Empire wants their deserters." But once they realized they right. were actually prisoners, then. Mm. 
they were like, oh, okay, no, cool, we'll cut you loose. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to go? Yeah, a thousand. Each. I like that that netting too. It was like like very spider webby. Super. So cool. Remind me of Lord of the Rings. Um... That's exactly oh, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Chillobs. Yeah. 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 And the so and then from there like they like get back to Neomos and the thing the thought that I had there too was that like when Cassian uh like sneaks back into that hotel room that he had been just there I was like how <laughs> how how lucky is this guy that no nobody checked the top of that shower <laughs> or nothing like the shower didn't stop working or anything like over like that past month or so that he came back just like it's all there. And it looked like yeah, Greedo like, was sleeping in the bed too. But yeah, they they checked in. There was a couple of there was a couple of aliens like cuddled up on the bed, and <laughs> he managed to sneak in. But also, like the beach just seemed a lot quieter. There was no music playing mm. anymore. Like the DJ had packed up and gone away, and everyone had gone with him. And so, yeah, maybe housekeeping. How? Yeah, that's it. Um, housekeeping definitely awesome. lacks, but mm. they're still renting out the room. But no, no one's checking on yeah. top of the shower. Yeah, <laughs> but it it was good to see the that the manifest was still there because I was started playing that that wasn't yeah. just like lost. Oh yeah, which was I didn't know it was for some reason I thought it was written down. I I just assumed Earth, it was like, written because he said he was writing. He wrote last yeah. night, I think. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was maybe it's a mix of both where he, he was writing, transcribing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he was all about that analog viewfinder thing. Mm. yeah whatever maybe because it's navigation oh, yeah tool. like yeah like the the star wars version of like a sextant because <laughs> that's what it yeah. looked like yeah yeah um yeah but like maybe uh, like in the future past of star wars he's writing and then because of the way like the software is or whatever and that has his voice from whatever he it's he it's like a there. it's kindle unlimited and audible <laughs> all bundled together like yeah. the, the two come together like yeah does paper even like exist it? in star wars I, I I can't think of an instance where we've seen like a printed paper. It's always been like tablets and stuff that when we have. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just thought about it. Like I've never seen paper. Well, I mean, outside the, the, the old, sacred the, Jedi text. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly. Yeah, the, the sacred Jedi text, but they're thousands of years old. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, and then so we we talked about the the fisherman scene. We talked about uh oh we talked about uh Marva. Uh, I know Mike, you had something we didn't. <laughs> say there about with Marvis death. Uh, and I Anyone saw else that want to be made guys... into a brick, or is that just me? Nope, like... right here. I love it. I think that's a great there's, idea. There's something just oddly Did... comforting about that. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I love post... it. I, that's brilliant. What? That the, wasn't me. The... No. Uh, oh, on the, on oh yeah, the their Instagram live post. action on their live action SW um, uh, Twitter feed and Instagram. Uh, Ralph, I think Ralph had done it. Um, it's just a, a little <laughs> two by two Lego like brick red uh thing it's just like you know lego store now taking pre-orders for the <laughs> the marva minifig uh it's yeah i, I woke up and saw that this morning and i i was like oh that's dark I was like, oh man too <laughs> too soon too yeah soon. really but absolutely uh, i'd put me in a brick like i will happily be a part of the wall just another brick in the wall. stuff like that i'm sure yeah you can um, do a lot of stuff. I mean, my... I, yeah, I know. I know you can be like a tree. Yeah. My aunt, yeah. not to be morbid, but my aunt and uncle in Florida were looking at being made into like coral reefs. <laughs> so that's. I mean, that's the same basic concept as being exactly. A brick. Yeah, you're giving back. Like it's. Yeah. You're just an. You're an ocean brick. What's his name? Luke Perry <laughs> was buried in a mushroom suit, so he's mushrooms <laughs> wow. now. 
And his son wrestles. <laughs> his son is a wrestler. He's a named great Jurassic wrestler Boy too. or something like that. Uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle, Jungle Boy Jack Boy. Perry. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Nice. I, I hope that he plays Morris Day and, and the Mother F and Times Jungle Love. <laughs> no, it uh, it's oh, he does have a great eighties track as this is like entrance music. Um, it's the one that plays at the end of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. The Turtles. Mark, your favorite movie. movie. Um, yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's the best one. Right? Lies, lies um, upon lies upon lies. <laughs> Yeah. If you're gonna say lies, you gotta say it like saw. You can be like lies. Oh, so I can't do that. My throat's scratching. <laughs> uh, and then, so I think like the only thing that we haven't really talked about that much was was the whole uh, Mon Mothma scene uh, with mm-hmm. Vel and mm-hmm. Mon Mothma, and Mon's really uh, crappy daughter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she's we parents' kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting that we found out that Perrin is actually quite okay with like giving up the old ways. He's he's in a shitty marriage too. He doesn't mm. really want to be in this marriage, right. so he's fine with not keeping to the customs mm. and how the kids on Coruscant, the the Chandrillan kids on Coruscant, are more adherent to these old ways than the kids back home on Chandrillan. I thought that was it is kind of an interesting thing. It's like. Well, makes their parents mad, so they're gonna do it. That's it. That's their their way of rebelling is by doing the thing that the parents dislike. It's just the indecent proposal is gonna come to fruition. But who's gonna get blamed? Like that's it. Mon I think or I, Perrin. Mon Mothma, I think at this point is definitely like she's she's gonna give up her kid, and I she feels yeah. terrible about it. But <laughs> we find well, out like, me... just the extent of her troubles this mm. week as well like we we knew that she was in some shit but we just i think right. it laid it all out this week definitely part of me is wondering if val's gonna be like here's four hundred thousand. don't do it like i was thinking exactly the same thing it because the way that she was looking was like mm. well I've, I've i've kept some of that money from that heist that you don't know that i did yeah. <laughs> um because i'm sure that she smuggled some away for like mm. hopefully i think she was probably hoping it was her and since's retirement fund but... yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, Something's gonna happen how, with her too, Cinta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spy versus how much, spy. Spy versus spy happening there, definitely. <laughs> how much did Cassian and Bell end up with after that? Well, how much did they, they take had... initially? Was it eight mil, eight hundred million, something like that? I, yeah, I think it's something. It was either eight million or eight hundred million. Um, was what? And Cassian only wanted his cousin. portion of it. He got. And like, Cassian's was like two hundred thousand, I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So does she just have the other six hundred? And then <laughs> I guess the other seven million eight hundred thousand. I think she's probably meant to give it all to Lucen and the core. Um, but... They yeah. mentioned it, I think, briefly in that one where Vel's first on Coruscant talking to Clea. She mentioned something. She mentioned the ship being buried. Okay. And then I thought she mentioned something with the credits, but I don't. I can't remember now. I I can't remember exactly, but. I mean, I think the the assumption is that she's given it all, but come on, you're stealing that much and you're putting yourself <laughs> at risk and you're losing those many people like in the process. You're gonna smuggle some away for yourself, aren't you? I certainly would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, or maybe Val no, will marry uh, that kid. <laughs> Throw herself on the sword for her, I don't her think niece. That, I don't think that that kid's Val's type though. 
No, he's not. Then that's made <laughs> abundantly clear through sub subtleties. Even yeah. Perrin making comments, but yeah, shouldn't yeah, have a Perrin, husband. We Perrin, know that, and it's custom. Perrin just being a jerk as always. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the worst. I guess, it really is the worst. I guess as as we close out, was there was there any other notes that either of you had that we hadn't brought up yet that you wanted to bring up before we make some predictions for the finale? I think we covered all of mine. Yeah, I've, I'm just looking back through everything that I'd written down. Uh, the only bit was uh, Cassian at the very end there where mm. he's he's sort of staring off into that sunset and how that is so, so similar to the end of well, his end, essentially, in Rogue One. Like, the colour oh, yeah. is exactly the same of him and Jin on the beach there as mm. his his doom is coming towards him. But then the, the fact that it's it's the sunset, but it's it's obscured by cloud. It just it reminded me a lot of Luthen's speech last week, where he's saying he's working towards the sunset that he's never going to get to see. Right. Um, yeah. And it's you know that it's right there, and Cassian's seeing it. I think he's going to be yeah. essentially he's gonna he's gonna he's got his in-flight entertainment with that manifesto when mm. he's on his way back to Ferex and between Marva's death, whatever happens next week, and that book that's going to be what galvanizes him into becoming a full-blown rebel nice uh any uh crock 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 pot crack pot <laughs> yeah any any long simmering crock pot <laughs> any crack pot theories for the the finale uh from either of you two uh, i still maintain to... cyril's not making it out alive i'm gonna keep mm -hmm. pounding that drum until i'm wrong and then i'll pound I it why i should have been right i <laughs> I, I'd, I'd second that. I'd agree that Cyril goes out and he doesn't have a heroic death either. Like, not even a heroic, but like, he doesn't have a, a big death. I think he no, has a. It's going to be a meaningless like an, thing yeah, to everyone else except Cyril. Like, exactly. It's going to be an cereal. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, it'll be inconsequential, <laughs> and that's just the darkest bait for him. Mm. Uh, and I, I maintain that our hearts are going to be broken when B2 is damaged irreparably and. Cassian is gonna rescue some circuits and parts out of him, and that that becomes K two. Like something of B two becomes K two. Mm. That'd be cool. Not not this season though. Like that will happen right. next season. I don't know. I have a strange feeling something's gonna happen with Bix. I've thought about that since episode one or whatever episode Tim died in, and one or three. Really? Yeah. But I. And then since she's been tortured, I think she's going to blame Cassian for some reason, and like some okay. falling out is going to happen there. And then, well, I mean, she already, she already was even before she was getting tortured. Mm. But... And then Blevin's got to come back. Something's going to happen <laughs> with him. Hey, he's got to because they made that whole thing. Watch your back. Like, mm. why not? Why say it and have no payoff? Do you think? Do you think Lonnie gets found out next week? Maybe that's what uh, Blevin yeah. does. I don't know. Oh, I could be, yeah, yeah, there's there's a few hanging threads. Mm. Um, I I the... could see. I think Lonnie is going to be a tragic character because we know that he wanted out, mm. and yeah. between Luthen and the ISB, like no one's gonna let. Well, Lonnie's go. got a family too. That's it. Mentioned. So he's... Yeah, to make it even more like tragic. Mm -hmm. I think I think he gets found out and killed, or is gonna essentially flip on Luthen, and Luthen just has to shoot him. Something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see. Maybe Clea. Maybe Clea has yeah, to kill him. Could be Clea. Yeah. That could be. Yeah, I could see one of three people shooting Lonnie, possibly 
Dedra either finds out and she just shoots him. I don't him think she'd or... shoot him. I think she'd torture him. Mm. She's not the yeah, quick kill maybe. type except that one that she pilot. she get everything like, she can. Yeah, yeah she's, it's got to yeah. tell a story for her. Mm-hmm. He's useful. I think, I think maybe one of like the last scenes or last shots that we've seen in the season two might also be someone that uh, we find out is uh, Cassian's sister that kind of got seat like seated like in the very first episode. Marva said she's little, dead. Stop following. Yeah, yeah, a little bit later on. Yeah, with like Marva saying that, but I feel they, B2 they can't knows. Like, set He'll that up <laughs> at the beginning of the season and just like that. I feel like that has to get like that specifically has to kind of get paid off or resolved and maybe that's B 2s dying dying line. Your, your sister your is, sister. yeah, and then yeah. nothing. Yeah. Between was like, I, I'm your sister. Marva never took. Marva never. There told is you another about your sister. No, yeah. I am your sister. Yeah, but, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that, uh, but yeah, I could definitely see something else happening with the sister. It's Mon Mothla. <laughs> Everybody's oh, released. I um, but yeah, so. With with that, we'll we'll close out for this week. Uh, but you guys can leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever you use. Uh, and then you can find all of the social media info for the show uh, in the show notes for like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and so on. Uh, and then you can also follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. Info is also there in the show notes for myself and, and Mike. And then where can they find you, James? Uh, they can find me on Instagram mostly probably and Twitter as well for now uh, while it's still there. J Hewlett. That's J-H-E-W-L-E-T. Best place to follow me though is over at Live Action Star Wars. So either on YouTube, Twitter, Live Action SW, Twitter, Instagram, podcast catcher of your choice wherever you wherever you listen to your yeah. podcast you can find us there yeah and if you like star wars which i'm assuming you do if you're 50 minutes into this episode and <laughs> still listening if uh, not why are you here <laughs> yeah maybe maybe just like mike and i a lot or you, you like you're good friends with james you're like i'll i'll follow him to whatever show he guests on uh but definitely check I out had. live action star wars uh ralph and james are awesome and then if you also feel like invincible uh, they also do Invincipod, which at is at some point when it when it comes back. We don't know when yet, but yeah, Invincipod oh, yeah. will be back. Which they're <laughs> apparently already working on season three, cool. too. But uh, yeah, so you guys uh, can also follow our editor Vactor on Instagram and Twitter. That information is also in the show notes, and then you can email us at holdapod at gmail But as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Dear, thank the maker. It's insulting to try to do that accent with James on this show. (laughs) I can't do it either.